Team Time on Radio 3. You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Miriam, have you had that similar experience or your system is different? So I take the IB, which is a two-year course, and because I'm in the first year of IB, we actually don't have any public examinations this year. And actually, even though we had components that were meant to be taken in year 12, our school could push it back to year 13. But as a result of that, my year 12 internal school exams have been pushed back to right after summer. So I would be back in school in August. And a week later, I think I would be taking 12 papers. Wow. Okay. So basically, maybe you don't have to wake up at midnight to do exams, but you have a whole bunch of sort of writing that has to come afterwards as well. Oh, okay. That's a lot that you're having to look forward to as well. So, I mean, I, I know that, you know, this whole year has been a bit weird, hasn't it? And I know that schools have now reopened. A lot of people are, are wondering how young people are faring, like how that transition has been for you all. Can I ask you to share a little bit about that? Perhaps I'll ask Shannon to go first. I think definitely the transition at first was super hard, especially not knowing like when we can get back to school especially like after they extended the like deadline indefinitely but now that we're going back to school it's like I haven't gone back yet but definitely like I'm excited to see my friends but it's going to feel really weird especially with all the regulations that's going to be like in place kind of regulations uh, are you aware of that's happening and how do you think that's going to affect all of you? So we have shifts in our timetable that are like actually major shifts so our classes has been like cut down by a lot and we have a lot of time just like in between so like people are not like packed in the hallways also like they impose the rule where we can't stand like one meter like we have to be one meter apart from other people which is quite crazy to think about just because like our normal conversations are very like it's gonna be very different yeah how are you gonna be personally enforcing this one meter do you think so we use the length of our arm span and so we have to like hold it out by i feel like it's gonna be difficult at times too to keep this rule yeah i can imagine and i imagine a lot of shouting as well um which could be misinterpreted as some other type of conversation and how about you miriam what are your thoughts So I've actually been back at school for a day already. And I think actually the transition is actually not as difficult as most of us think. Before going back to school, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have to mentally, emotionally like prepare myself. But I think once you kind of shift that mindset, you can just kind of treat COVID as sort of an extended period of time. And actually what we've been doing as a school, because it was only my grade that went back to school, um, some of the teachers have been asking us actually what is something that we can take away from COVID and the online learning system and how can we incorporate that so I think this is a really good way of trying to turn something that's bad which is obviously the virus is awful since so many people are suffering from it but you know at the same time as a school we're also striving to take something out of it and I think that's a very beautiful thing that's really cool it's a very positive way of kind of getting everyone to think about in 
the future. And do you feel more empowered, even though you're a student and you've been asked to share your opinion about it? Empowered is probably not the word I would use because I guess I've always been quite active within my school and I've always voiced my opinion. But there definitely is, especially with our teachers, I feel as though students have been growing closer and talking more to their teachers. That's a really good thing. I mean, I think you know one of the things that has been going around in Hong Kong has been a lot of adults are quite worried about how COVID-19 has affected young people's mental health. And with teachers, you know, getting close to students, do you feel like that's something that could really help, you know, young people like yourselves to really be able to open up more about your mental health situation or things that you might be facing? Maybe I'll start with you, Miriam. Yeah, for sure. So I actually, I've always kind of had a habit of talking to teachers a lot, but I also want to say that. Not everyone is like that, and it's not. I don't know if I can say it's for everyone, but because I've always talked to teachers more than I guess my peers in a way, I would go out to them when I'm upset and talk to them. It really gives me a safe space, and because I know that they've kind of been through this whole teenage phase, and so it's a really comforting thing. But I would say you should also just be careful with who you're talking to because you want to make sure you're comfortable. And I get that it's not for everyone, but if it is an option for you, I think you should definitely go for. Thanks for that. And Shannon, what do you think? I think that when school, like some teachers, like told me that like one of the main reasons they even want students to go back to school is not necessarily for the learning, but more for our mental health. So I think it's really cool that they're able to recognize that. And I think, at least for me, my teachers have been really supportive in terms of wanting our opinion on like how we're doing, as well as just like being a lot more flexible with deadlines. So yeah, I think our school has done a really good job with that and seeing. Our friends going back to school—it's gonna be a change, but I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you so much for both of you and for sharing—you know—just a little bit of your life experiences, but also just how this period of time has affected you. Before we end off, I just wanted to see if both of you had some advice for other young people out there, whether it's on holding on to friendships, like the way that both of you have, or just you know how to kind of face the summer, regardless of where. Maybe I'll start with you, Miriam. I would say hold on tight and take it one day at a time. If you're anything like me, I like to plan everything. But because of the current situation, you kind of have to learn to adapt. And actually, adapting is a very great thing once you kind of get the hang of it. Because I guess as a person, I've been quite adaptable to my environment. But I guess I didn't expect a lot of this. So it's learning how to deal with uncertainty. And I think if you take it one day at a time with good support around you as well, your mental health would definitely get better. Thanks for that. And you, Shannon? I think definitely like learning to reach out to other people when you're. Not feeling the best is always good, and finding people that you feel comfortable talking to is also super important. Cool. Well, thank you so much to both of you. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Miriam, for joining us. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. See you next time.